everyone, this is Matt Anderson, and you're listening to the Proximity Process Podcast. This show is an invitation into a growing community, and each episode is a conversation about how systems change actually starts with personal transformation. The change we want to see, it starts with us. So today's journal episode, I want to talk about this idea of going from lens to mirror. And the way I want to get into that conversation is actually a book that I've been reading. I think I picked it up last week. Um, the book is called The Four Pivots, Reimagining Justice, Reimagining Ourselves. And this was written by Sean Ginwright. Um, just a little background, Sean comes from the education system. Um, his expertise is in areas of trauma, of healing, and empowerment uh, for youth of color. Among other things, uh, he's currently a professor at Harvard's Graduate School of Education, and um, somebody recommended The Four Pivots. It's been really, really good so far, and I wanted to bring it here on the podcast because I think so much of what Sean is writing about speaks to the proximity process. It has given me different kind of insights into what the process means, what's it, what it's all about, what it means for me. So I wanted to use the book to talk about... Um, this, this pivot from lens to mirror and how that relates to the proximity process, how that's played out in my own process, and then even how that's playing out in my work um, at Proximity Design Studio. The, let, me, let me say this too before I dive into from lens to mirror. What are the four pivots, right? So from lens to mirror is the first pivot. The second is from transactional to transformative. Uh, the third is from problem to possibility. And then last is from hustle to flow. And so I'm uh, currently in transactional to transformative. So um, we'll see what the last two hold. But so what is this pivot from, from lens to mirror? For me, I think it's, it's, it's a shift, right? It's a shift from analysis to reflection. It's a shift from what we often do, which is looking outward to looking inward. It's this shift from being really analytical and assessing what you see and trying to solve problems that you see to actually looking inward to locate ourselves within those problems, locate ourselves within the cause of what those problems actually are. And I think this is this is where the proximity process starts for me. This look inward to locate ourselves, right? So our analysis, it does a great job, right? It does a great job of helping us see what the issues are. Um, so you know, in child welfare, there's a myriad of different issues. Um, there's the racial disproportionality of child welfare is just one issue, right? Um, 53% of black children will be the subject of a child welfare investigation by the time they turn 18. So we have data on that. We've done analysis on that. And so that's the lens, right? We can see the system through that lens. The mirror is the shift to beginning to see the truth of how the system operates, how the system can do harm to people, and then locating ourselves within the truth. So the mirrors is the reflective process that helps us to see our role in that truth. And once we see our role in that truth, we can ask ourselves one of these core questions, am I in right relationship with myself and the people I serve? And as we ask ourselves, that question, we begin to go deeper into locating ourselves in that truth that we see. And the process for me then continues on of, okay, if, if I see the truth, if I see myself in it, where's my accountability? What am I accountable to? 
And what's my responsibility? What do I need to do? What action do I need to take? So I think this this shift from analysis to self-reflection is the lens to mirror process that helps us get to the place of what do I have to do now? And so my pivot from lens to mirror. So let me talk about that a little bit. So, you know, I, I spent, you know, almost 20 years doing work in child welfare that was largely around systems reform. So I always had my lens on, right? I was always looking at the system first from this perspective of how do we prevent kids from aging out? And I was seeing the data, the statistics of what happens when kids age out. And as many of you listening know, it's it's really bad. Homelessness, incarceration, all these kinds of really poor outcomes for kids who age out. So my lens was saying we have to prevent kids from aging out. And so I got to work on like, okay, how do I contribute to solving that problem? And then the lens shifted to well, why do we have to wait for kids to be aging out? You know, these kids that I was working with who were aging out, they were almost 18 years old. Some of them came into foster care at five, six, seven, eight, nine years old. So they'd been in care for many, many years, 10 years maybe. And so the lens shifted to let's not prevent aging out. Let's get kids out of foster care as quickly as possible and let's get them back to their family. Let's focus on, you know, reunification. So the lens then shifted to what are the problems and barriers to, say, reunification? And so then I got to, to work on that and did a number of things. And then again, the lens shifted and I started thinking about, well, why do we, <laughs> why do we have to wait for kids to be in foster care at all to try to figure out how to get them back to their family. We know the data is clear that kids do better when they're in their family than when they're in foster care. And so the lens shifted to then not aging out, not helping kids leave foster care, but preventing foster care in the first place. That became the new lens. Okay, now how do we get to solving that problem? Why are kids coming into foster care? What's our analysis tell us about that? And so this has been some of my process, right? These different lenses that I put on, but never did I look in the mirror. And that's what I've been doing these last couple of years is actually looking in the mirror to, to say to myself, why are kids coming into foster care? Why are we more comfortable as individual people, as organizations, agencies, and society? Why are we comfortable paying foster parents to raise kids when we could be investing in, believing in, supporting these kids' parents, their families, their community. What makes us more comfortable to do that and not to believe in people? Well, that's that's a mirror question. I have to ask myself, why am I more comfortable recruiting foster parents, you know, focusing on adoption subsidy payments so we get paid for adoptions? You know, all these things that I did to try to solve problems, instead look back on myself and why am I more comfortable? doing these things? Why am I more comfortable trying to solve problems from a lens perspective rather than a mirror perspective? What's what's my responsibility in this? Where do I have to take account for how I'm contributing to and perpetuating a system that continues to unnecessarily separate kids from their families? These are the mirror questions, you know, as I'm starting to make visible something really specific. What is the experience of a parent who loses their child or their children? What is the experience of a parent who's looking down a a termination of parental rights proceeding? What's the experience of a parent who loses their child to a TPR decision? You know, what is my contribution to the impact on that parent, on that family, on generations of that family? These are the mere questions that I had to start asking myself. And, you know, 
it, it takes you to very different places. You know, for me, as I've shared here, the first decision that I made of a place of responsibility was just to stop participating. And now I'm organizing my work in a way that is about believing in people and investing in people and helping other people do, do mirror work. And so I'll, I'll end with this, this story because we brought Keith Howard onto the, um, the podcast. His episode, I think, was called uh, Perceived Authority with Keith Howard. So you can go back and, and listen to that. But Keith is actually a, a client of Proximity Design Studio. And you know one of the things that Sean Ginwright talks about in The Four Pivots, particularly in this first lens to mirror, you know, mirror work is, is journaling, is reflection, right? It's taking the time to be thoughtful, stepping out of the day-to-day work. So Keith, you know, reached out to me and, you know, we started having some conversations about my process and my work going forward after I left my job. And, you know, he said at one point, these conversations are really helpful to me and I'd like to keep them going. Is there a way that we can work together? And he said, you know, I need time. I need to create time to stop and think and step back from the work. And I need a partner in that. I need a thought partner to help me, you know, dedicate time to step away and and be in more of a reflective process. And so that's what we've been doing for the last, I don't know, maybe eight months now, really doing mirror work. But it's interesting because when we started, I said, what what would you want to think about? (laughs) You know, what would you want to work on? And there were three things. One, he said, well, I'm really interested in moving the organization more into prevention. So like, what are the evidence-based practices? You know, what are the prevention programs? Okay. So that was one. Two was what about financing? What's out there to fund these kinds of programs? But three was, he said, you know, I, I really want to work with my team to shift the culture of our organization to see and serve the wholeness of families, of parents. I said, well, let's work on that. That's, that's where we need to start. Everything else can follow, but we need to start there. That's the mirror work. That's a reflective process. If we're going to take time to stop and think, you know, let's think about how we build an organization grounded in a culture of believing in people and investing in people and seeing the wholeness of people. And then you may not even want to do any of those programs anymore. Um, you might want not want to pursue those funding sources anymore. Right, so the 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 reflective mirror work is the place to start. That's where the process starts, and so the work that Keith and I have been doing has actually been a lot about journaling and reflection, and me, in some sense, being Keith's mirror, and even Keith being my mirror. You know, that's been kind of the the nature of the work together, and it's been invaluable because it leads to practical things. So, you know, twenty twenty four for Keith is going to look very different um, because of the work that we've been doing. So rather than pursuing programs, he's pursuing a a listening journey, a listening process, a learning, like who do we need to become as people in this organization so that we actually do see the wholeness of people? And what might we start doing in 2025 that might look different than who we were in, say, 2023? And so this is part of the process, right? Seeing the truth and seeing ourselves in the truth. And so that's what I've, I guess, you know, what has been going through my mind as I'm reading this book by Sean Ginwright, um, The Four Pivots, and just wanted to, to share that with you all. And, you know, a couple things that I might leave us all with is, you know, there's a couple things we can do. One, we can read, read Sean's book. Many of you probably have already, but it's, it's a great read. And, you know, starting our own reflection and journaling practice so we can start doing our own mirror work. Um, 
And then, you know, the podcast club that we're doing every Monday morning in part is mirror work. A lot of our conversations end up being lens conversations. What we're trying to create as part of the culture of that community is that we can have the lens conversation, but we have to shift to the mirror. We can't just look out and analyze. We have to look in and find places to take responsibility. And so, you know, if that's interesting to you, by all means, you can join the podcast club. And, you know, we're just trying to, to get better at that practice of, of the shift from lens to mirror. So I think that's the episode for today. Thank you for listening. Um, if you do want to join the Monday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Podcast Club, my LinkedIn is in the show notes. Just reach out to me there and we'll get you the link. And you are welcome to join every Monday morning. And of course, before we wrap up, a special thanks to our production team. So Michael Tex Osborne at 14th Street Studios, Evan Scherer for his production support, and Christian Hygis for original music. All right, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you.